0: Well, we've seen what's happened over the last couple of years with the workforce, and everyone, including your current employees, maybe even yourself, are looking at all the opportunities that are out there, and you're really reevaluating your work-life balance. So it warrants time for us to take pause and really think about how our current employees feel inside our workplace, and how are they being treated? is more important than ever before, mainly because we need to keep our current employees. And they might be thinking, why should I stay here? And our new job candidates coming to us and interviewing, they're thinking, why should I work for you instead of what they could bring to your company? The tables have turned a little bit. Having employed more than 200 people myself, and now working with hundreds of pet business owners and seeing inside their employment struggles. I realize that there are some very foundational pieces that are missing in a lot of companies, and it all starts with our company culture. So I'm going to share those tips with you and ideas and big thinking things to think about as we explore this topic today together. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Doniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Like I said, we're going to talk about company culture today, and you might be wondering what is company culture? You know, you might be thinking, well, I give Christmas bonuses and gifts and they get paid lunch breaks and, you know, I'm pretty flexible boss. Well, company culture really is how you do everything in your workplace. It's the formal and the informal things, the behaviors and the values that you have. And it's the entire experience that your employees have. And then ultimately, even what your customers have. Our company culture gets ingrained into almost everything that happens. It's how our employees communicate with each other and how they communicate with us. It's how decisions are made how people are hired, promoted, trained, let go. It's how our employees are recognized. And it's even how they celebrate each other's work, their own or their coworkers. And this is so important because when you start to grow your company, and I don't care if you've got three employees or you have 300 employees, one of the biggest pain points ends up being team. And it's often because we're just taking things way too personally personally as the business owner, right? And actually, I think that goes both ways. Sometimes our employees also take things very personally. You know, we inv- both invest a lot of time and energy in, into the work that we do, and it's hard to not be reactionary at times, but this is one of the biggest reasons that company culture and managing employees can be so challenging. So many of us got into the pet industry because we are passionate about pets, And we don't really have the proper skills and training on how to communicate and build stronger relationships. So that often means we avoid conversations that we need to have. And I often see in the pet industry that we're just being too casual with everybody, especially when we hire our family or friends. And we don't put proper systems and processes or policies in place, or we're not holding people up to standards that we would if, if we had maybe put the foundation and laid the foundation as it should have been to begin with. So whether you are needing to hire your first employee soon and you're listening right now, you will benefit from thinking about how this foundation is so important and what you need to do as you grow. And maybe you're already a a growing pet business. Maybe you've been doing this for a while and things are just disappointing to you. Things are not working the way that they should be, or maybe they were really good once and they've gotten a little out of control. Stay with me because this all really, really will help you too. And no matter how you're feeling and overwhelmed and that things may not be able to ever be fixed, they actually can be. Or maybe you're a pet boss who's ready to exit, step away, you've grown a big company, but you're just keep getting sucked back in. You'll also learn a lot here today, too. So, as we think about company culture, I think we can pick specific words that describe how our employees feel, how what they think about our company, how we feel, and what we think about our company, what it's like to work there, and what words kind of represent the whole experience, right? So we're going to break it down into just some simple words. And I would love for you, you can hit pause right now and come up with a list of words that represent your company, or you can do this after you listen to the whole podcast. But I want to start with the negative words, unfortunately, like, because, you know, as we think about words and we haven't maybe done much work on our company culture, we might have some negative ones that are in there. And these are the things that you might be hearing from your employees, that your company culture is toxic. That's a hard one to hear. That it's boring, maybe a little outdated, that you are hostile. I mean, that is really harmful, right? And maybe it's impacting the personal well being and their mental health. It's a stressful work environment. They're feeling micromanaged. Maybe they're disengaged. And then on the positive side, though, we want our company culture to feel fun maybe even innovative, flexible, motivating, nurturing, connected, rewarding, respectful, welcoming. Those are all great positive words. The reason it's also so important to look at our company cultures is because it actually helps lots of different areas of our business. It'll help with job satisfaction meaning the retaining of employees and their engagement with us. It's the employee satisfaction, their morale, which helps with recruiting. It's going to impact their work performance and productivity. A great company culture actually reduces stress instead of creating stress, which all of that ultimately leads to financial success. Now, I'm no expert on company culture, and I certainly have had my own challenges with it over the years, and I really dug in, and this was one of the first things that I fixed when I made major changes in my business, okay? You guys have heard the stories before. If not, you can go back to one of our first three episodes but at about year five, you know, i had grown the company and we had a bunch of employees and I was a mess. The whole business was a total disaster and we really needed to get our heads on right. And one of the first places we looked was at our entire employee experience from whether we had employee handbooks in place, what the interview process was like, all the different policies, how people were treated. And we really had a, just dive in deep and make some hard decisions and work through it. So while I am not a company culture expert, I sure have a lot of experience and facing the hard challenges and having those, those difficult conversations and kind of almost even weeding through the team that we had to get to the team and the company culture that I knew was possible for us. There's a fantastic book out there. By Josh Levine, and he is a company culture expert. It's called Great Mondays. Okay. I'll link to it in our episode show notes. You'll just go to pepboss.com forward slash episode 18. And he has kind of a six phases that he's outlined that we're going to dive into really high level here. And if you want to go deeper on this, definitely get his book. But the first thing that he shares and how you build a strong company culture is looking at purpose. Okay. You know, whether that's your mission statement, your vision statement, a purpose statement is really understanding and getting clear on why you exist outside of making money. Why does your company there other than to make money? And that might be something as simple as for a pet care provider, thinking that you are there to ensure that pet parents can have a stress-free vacation away from their pets, or that you're going to be their dog's home away from home when the pet parents need them. It's important for us as the owners of our company to establish this purpose of the business together, but we have to put it front and center for all employees. No matter what job or role they do, they really need to understand the vision And the reason for being for this entire company, people want to not just have a job. They want to work somewhere where they do feel like they're making an impact and that they're making a difference. And when we can keep that purpose front and center, it kind of makes it all worth it. The second thing that Josh talks about are values. These are the guideposts that help us establish all of our actions. These are our shared beliefs about the things that are important when we do business i like to think of these as like core values but coming up with the word or the phrase and a short little description that goes with it that allows you to reference your values in almost every decision you need to make i remember when i had challenging situations at my company i would go back and look at our core value list and it would remind me and reset me in a way to help me make a confident and best decision of a you know action to take your values can be infused into everything you do whether that's your marketing your interview process the products you choose to offer the services you choose to offer it can be infused everywhere the third thing is behaviors okay these are the employee decisions that are guided and how they behave based on the company's purpose and values, the behaviors that people are displaying set precedences and they ensure that each person actually understands what's expected of them. Okay. And this is the same for you, your behaviors and your actions set precedence and you show your employees what you're willing to tolerate and not tolerate. And that could ripple down into how they behave as well. So these three together, your purpose, values, and behaviors, not only help you, but also your team create this company culture that allows all of you to make better decisions with less oversight and less stress, ultimately improving your company culture. Josh continues on by saying that recognition is important. These are key programs that encourage those behaviors that are in alignment with the values that support your mission. This all goes together. Maybe these are formal recognitions like an annual awards at your company, or maybe it's informal like a quick gift certificate or um, going out and taking them out to lunch, or maybe it's a social media post. It can be as formal or as informal as you'd like but it would be great for you to structure some recognition programs inside your company. At Pepa Station, I feel like I'm constantly praising the good work that the team is doing because I really understand that the company is better when you have great people on your team. Now, maybe you feel like you've got nothing to recognize people for, But when we can recognize the things that they are doing well, if you are feeling like there's nothing to recognize them for, I would have you look at your own expectations. Have you set your expectations too high? Or are you being just too strict about it all? There has got to be something that these people that are working for you are doing really well. And when we reward, whether it's through formal recognition or verbal recognition, when we reward the behaviors that we want them to keep doing guess what? They're going to do more of those things. And if they're not being recognized, if the good things aren't being recognized, then they might wonder why they should keep doing it. The fifth part to all of this are rituals. These are creating group activities that build and strengthen relationships within the company. So that would be whether it's rituals that the leadership is doing with the whole company or that leadership is doing with employees one-on-one. And it could be things that they do together, that coworkers do together. Maybe it's company parties or brands sponsoring an event together. Maybe it's just going out for a game night or even creating some sort of a ritual like Champagne Fridays or Monday morning coffees together at the local coffee shop. Remember, these are the things that are almost become part of your traditions, and maybe there's even a way to tie in your brand and the name of your company or the name of your town and establish something that's really fun that becomes a either weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly thing that your employees get to look forward to. And the last piece that Josh shares in the book Great Mondays are cues. These are physical and behavioral reminders that help people stay connected to the future of the business and the future of their tasks. Okay. These are putting that mission statement and vision statement on the wall for everyone to see in the, in the break room. This is having a tool or a map or a visual for them to really understand how the company integrates and works together, all the positions in the company work together. It's wearing your company uniforms with pride. It's the visual cue of celebrating anniversaries and birthdays and successes on your social media. I wanted to cover this with you because I really wanted to highlight how so many different pieces of our business contribute to the overall company culture. I wanted to bring up this book, Great Mondays, because it covers six areas that are really, really important to understanding how company culture gets improved, okay? And to recap, these six areas are purpose, values, behaviors, recognition, rituals, and cues, okay? Those are like the elements that really are a foundation for building a strong community Inside your company. And when the community has values and behaviors that are aligned with each other and feel like their community is connecting them through recognition and common rituals and visual cues, then they'll feel like they belong. They'll feel like they want to be there and they're going to want to recruit and hire and train and grow other people who believe those same things. That's build your company culture. Now it's not going to happen overnight. It may take months. It might even take a year, but don't let that discourage you because you can start where you are right now and positive action towards any of these areas will quickly show you how you can improve your company culture and that it's worth it. Before I end with you today, I actually have three other things I want to share with you. Okay. These are the things that when I Meet with pet business owners. I have just noticed (laughs) that when I meet with them and they're struggling in their company culture or with their employees, these three things are always front and center and are not being addressed. Okay. Let's start with the first one. The first secret to saving your company culture shouldn't be shocking, but it starts with you. I need you to stop being wishy washy. I want you to stop the I don't know's. I want you to stop being reactionary. I want you to make decisions and give them constructive feedback. I want you to stop making excuses. I know it can be overwhelming to juggle all of the things, but how we act and what we prioritize as the owners of our companies sends a very clear message to our team. And I want you to really sit and think about is the message you're giving off and how you respond to things the way that we want them to be receiving them just you bringing an awareness to how you're behaving seeing if it's constructive and positive and maybe if it's in alignment with those words those positive words I shared earlier or are they creating some of the negative words in your company that you single-handedly if you can fix that or improve that will change your company for the better. The second secret is that you need to set your people up for success. You do. You need to provide clarity on the tasks that they're supposed to do. You need to share the expectations that you have for them in that role and what the end result is that you want. And then you need to inspect what you expect. Okay. You got to celebrate what was done right and remind them that you want them to do more of that. You want to coach them through how they could do something differently if it wasn't the way that you wanted. Take time, and if it's if you don't have the time, someone on your team who does do the job well and understands that role clearly can help mentor and guide this other team member. Almost think think of it like your new employees coming in. I'm not saying young in positions or young in work experience. It's any new employee from the bather that's being hired to the new store manager that's going to come in, okay? All of them need some sort of a buddy in your company, right? They need the big brother, big sister, or buddy in the company who's going to be there to support them. One of the most expensive things that happens in companies is the hiring and, and training process. Because every single time when we don't hire someone, if we, if we hired the wrong person, or if they weren't trained properly and they leave, we have spent so much time and money on getting that person there for them to ultimately not work out. So it's in your best interest to set your team up for success, okay? So when I say that, let's like think about those the bather position, right? Do you have a job description? What exactly from top to bottom is the bather supposed to do? Are they responsible for this can, might seem very obvious, but never assume that your new hire knows what you want them to do. You have to break it down for them. They're going to bathe the dog from, you know, face to tail. They're going to use shampoo. They're going to rinse it twice. They're going to, um, you know, use the towel to towel dry. Then they use the handheld blow dryer to blow dry. Then they're going to have to, you know, clean up their stations before the next dog gets, um, bathed, like break it all down and don't assume that your new hire knows any of it. They, they need to know exactly what your expectations are and check in with them. Like I said, inspect what you ex- expect, take time out of your week or at the end of the day to so just touch base and say, How's it going? Do you have any questions about today or that project that you're working on? Can I provide any clarity or can we review it just so that I can see you know, what it is that you're doing and see where we can continue to support you, okay? This is a dialogue, it's a conversation. These team members are there to help bring that mission and purpose to life and they need to display those values. But if you haven't helped them figure out the behaviors they're supposed to have, then they can't uphold those values. And the third secret is that we need you to create some structure for them, okay? So this is having those weekly meetings, the monthly meetings, whatever it is, every company is a little different. Some of you may need daily huddles (laughs) at the business or a quick end of the week Zoom call to check in and see how you're doing. Again, all of us have different businesses. Lots of different people are listening to this podcast, but create some sort of a structure for meetings. You might need structure around how they request time off or call off how they communicate with each other on projects and with you i mean i know again we've, when we work with clients initially there's a lot of non texting and interruptions when it comes to questions of you know, like even receiving in a shipment if, if you have a team member who doesn't have a formal process because they weren't set up for success and they don't have a structure in place, they may not know what you want done with a a shipment that's come in and they're texting you about it or they're texting you problems with the shipment and you're supposed to be working on payroll or maybe you were supposed to have a day off and now your company um, keeps interrupting that. Creating structure for your team, whether it's in how they learn, how they connect with each other and communicate or how they even communicate about specific tasks is very important. In the Pet Boss Club, we have trainings on the employee communication and project management tools. And another great book that we recommend is called Traction by Gino Wickman. Gino Wickman has other books too um, called Get a Grip. And um, you know it's all based off this EOS system, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So check that book out. Their programs also really help you, as I said, get a grip, right? We really all need to look at our companies from the inside out. So no matter how much you work or don't work, you know, you might be full-time 80 hours a week at your business or your business may be running still, you know, without you, but you are still the center. Okay. So think of a circle with a big dot right in the middle. That is you. Then we're surrounded by team. And that team needs us to be strong in the middle at the core. And if we're not strong for them, then it's going to look more like a donut and it can fall apart and rip apart. Right. But we're in the middle, the team surrounds us. And when we take care of our employees, they will take care of all of those customers that are on the outer edges that are coming in from the outside of the circle into our businesses. So start running your company from your values. Start building your policies and displaying behaviors, your own and your team, to support those values. Make decisions that are in alignment with your core values. I hope you've enjoyed this today. To just recap real quick, think about your company culture from the big picture, the purpose of your business, the values you display, the behaviors that you all exhibit, how you recognize your employees, the rituals that you have in place, and the cues to remind everyone about your purpose and your values. Then know the three secrets that all make it happen are that it starts with us. We have to set our people up for success and we have to create structure for them. Start where you are, no matter where you are, no matter how crazy it is right now in your business and in your life, it can get better. We work with pet pros at so many different stages. So if you're a newbie and you're just thinking about hiring your first employee, that's an exciting place to be. And I've just given you a lot of things to think about. I'd start with your core values and really thinking about those behaviors that you want your employees to display. If you're a growing pet business who has a lot to maybe shift and change right now, I encourage you to provide clarity and the roles and responsibilities of each of the positions at your company. And if you have too many positions and all the positions need that clarity in those roles, pick one and just start making traction and moving forward. Once you have the proper clarity and the roles and responsibilities, then we work on proper training and frequent communication with those team members. I want you to go through each position and each department at a time. Now, if you're a more seasoned pet pro and you're really ready to step away, but you keep getting sucked in. I want you to think about developing the leaders inside your company. Find more ways to allow the team to make decisions and take ownership of the projects that they're working on. Build their confidence. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. It's so important of a topic that I really wanted to you know, provide some good tips for you. And if I can leave you with anything, it's to remind you that you are the boss you're the boss. I give you permission to just go make the decisions that need to happen inside your company. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, you know, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this, will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, Stay focused, stay motivated and go boss your business.